Chag Purim Sameach, Chag Purim Sameach, Rabotai. Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast and welcome to Breakfast on the Class, Purim edition. Breakfast on the Class today is sponsored by Yaakov Shirazi on the occasion of Purim. As well, Breakfast on the Class is dedicated in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat Shilomo Ben Rachel Avashalom, sponsored by Nahal Talasazan. We're so sorry for your loss. And Breakfast on the Class is dedicated for the Refuashim of Esther Bateila, sponsored by Miriam Kashanian, and sponsored by the Breakfast King, Stephen Rappaport, in honor. There you go. Okay. Uh, sponsored by Stephen Rappaport in honor of Purim and the fascinating month of Adar Bet, wishing all a joyous Purim. And of course, the week of Kobru is dedicated in loving memory of Morris, son, Alava Shalom, Lilunishmat. Moshe Ben Adel sponsored anonymously. Okay, Rabotai, I want to share with you something that is magnificent. The idea is simple, and it goes as follows. We know that all that we learn in the Torah is actually not about specifically what it's talking about, but it's actually giving you much wider ideas if a person was paying attention closely enough. Now, each of the holidays, they represent different concepts. So as an example, the holiday of, of Pesach represents the concept of freedom. Now, no one will tell you that the Torah only wants you to be free on Pesach. No one will tell you that. Obviously, we want you to be free when? All year round. You just use the holiday of Passover to be able to break free. That's your access point. But the lessons and the ideas that we learn on Pesach are relevant for the entire year, correct? So too, my friends, the idea of Purim as well. In the Megillah, it says that this month, a person left, went, miyagon lesimcha, from anguish to joy. I want you to think about those words for a second. From anguish to joy. Mi'evel, from mourning, liyom tov, to a happy day. What we're learning over here is something remarkable, and that is that if a person understands exactly what to do, it is possible not just to be happy on happy days, not just to be happy on when things go, go well, but to be happy even when things are miserable, Rabbutai. Miyagon lesimcha. Purim has within it the ingredients to transform, to, uh, to transition from difficulty, sadness, pain, anguish, to joy. What do you do? How does a person achieve this magnificent uh, thing? I think if I told you that I had this as a pill, you'd all invest in my pill, correct? Right? The whole world is running away from pain. Isn't that why people go and t t you know, take dip deep trips down alcohol lane? Isn't that why people take all sorts of drugs for anxieties and depression? We're very sad. We don't love the way our lives are. So this idea that people are desperate to be happy is why we chase things. It's a very famous line. We as a people, as a society, we spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like. <laughs> why are we doing that? We're doing it for one reason. We're doing it to find happiness. But there is no amount of things that can bring you joy. So the Megillah carries within it, Purim carries within it, the secret to getting joy no matter what your life is like. 
I'm sorry, that's all the time that we have today, Rabotai. Sorry, we'll uh, pick up. We'll pick up next year. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all the time we have. We'll see you next week for your next therapy session. This is free therapy. Come on, my friends. The mitzvot of Purim are actually ingredients to a recipe. And the four mitzvot are not created equal. One of the mitzvot is a daddy mitzvah, and the other three mitzvot are like children mitzvot of the daddy mitzvah. They're not like brother or sister mitzvot. My friends, I want you to understand how I know this. How do I know that there's one mitzvah that's more central, more essential than the rest? How do I know that? Which mitzvah is that? Of the four? So we've got four. Megillah, Mishteh, Matanot Evyonim, Mishloach Manot. The four mems. Megillah. Terry, why do you think Megillah is most important? So we're commanded to do all of them. In the Megillah, it says, Mishloach Manot Yishreyo, Matanot Evyonim, Yimei Mishteh V'Simcha. Okay, you wouldn't know. That's true. What do we say? Do it twice. So nice. We do it twice. Someone said to me, that's not a good proof, Rabbi. We also give matanot levyonim twice. The answer is that is true. But the two mitzvot of the matanot levyonim are only relevant during the day of Purim. Right? The mitzvah of mikra megillah is relevant in the nighttime and in the daytime. And we're so careful with the mitzvah of megillah that if a person missed one word, that's it, they're out. You've lost, you don't have it. My friends, this idea that Mikra Megillah is the daddy, is the important mitzvah, helps us understand something so profound that everybody needs to hear this, not just on Purim, but every day. But this is the day of Simcha. You know what the answer, you know what this concept is? Our rabbis tell us that the word Mikra Megillah literally means to read the Megillah. But Mikra Megillah means a reading, which is Megillah revealed. It is open. I need, you to, I need that to penetrate. That means that the only secret required for joy in your life is an open, a revealed, an accurate reading of your story. If a person could see their life, not in the way that they were in that moment, but with a clear understanding of how lucky they were, how beautiful their life is, how special it is to be here as an Ishama, then there would be nothing that could knock you off that high horse of happiness. Nothing. An accurate read, my friend. A person looks and they think to themselves, Shema Yisrael, I got a flat tire. Yeah, any. The worst. A person thinks, I wanted a raise. I didn't get the raise that I hoped for at work. The worst. Last night I had a terrible night. My children kept me up all night. The worst. My friends, you know what you need in order to get a flat tire? You need a car. How many people in this world don't have a car? Stop moaning about the one tire you don't have and think about the three that you do. My friends, in order to not, to not get a raise, you know what you need? You need a job. How many people don't have a job? You have a, the house is leaking. You have a house. There are people, we all see them on the streets of the city, that are homeless. Okay? A person's crying about how difficult, you don't know, Rabbi, my kids, they drive me crazy, they kept me up all night. 
I remember once I had a couple, they were arguing. What were they arguing about? They were arguing over, big fight, over what to name their daughter. So I sat down with them and I said, this is a very important issue. And it deserves a lot of thought. I said, I don't really have the time now. If you'd like, you guys, uh, we can talk later. You know, I'm doing class. I need to prepare for this class. I'm doing it tonight. It's by Jojo Shehebar's house. Uh, you're more than welcome to come to the class on behalf of an organization. They said, oh, which organization is on behalf of? I said, it's on behalf of Borne Olam for people who, don't ha- who can't have children. You're crying about, you know, how it's a little bit difficult. How, you know, think, think, for, you, think for a second. How the, what your wedding planning is so stressful. And the guy's thinking, I wish I had that stress. I don't have a girl. You call oh, it so I was up the whole night. If only I would pay, and I am paying, tens of thousands of dollars to stay up at night. You don't know how lucky you are. So what we need in order to be happy in our lives is an mikra megillah, an accurate reading of what's going on. And indeed, that is what the megillah is about. It tells you a story, but it helps you realize that in a situation and in a scenario that looks like you've been abandoned, that's not what's really happened. In a scenario when Esther is thinking, how could this happen to me? Eli, Eli, lama azaftani, why have you left me? God's like, left you? Are you kidding me? You're exactly where you're supposed to be. They say that in Judaism, a person should never say, you meet someone on the street, most Jewish people you meet on the street, you ask them, how are things? They say, ah, could be better. That's how we are. You know what they say, what's the difference between a Jewish pessimist and a Jewish optimist? A Jewish pessimist says, things they can't get any voice. A Jewish optimist says, of course they can. (laughs) We love to complain. A Jew can never say, things could be better. You know why? Because if you have true emunah, you realize they could not be better. There's never a moment in your life that could be any better than the moment that you are in. Why? Because if it could be better... It would be. You hear that? If it could be better, it would be. And that includes some very difficult things and some very dark things. An accurate read of your life does not mean that you ignore your own pain and your own suffering. It means that you're aware of it. You recognize it. You're not denying the one wheel that's off, but you're saying, you know what? I'll try and fix it. I'll do my best. I have other things that I'm very happy about, that I'm very proud about, that, I, that can bring me joy and gratitude. My friends, if a person can have mikra megillah, no sadness. What's the problem to finding an accurate read in your life? Sometimes it's very hard. So you, someone tells you, oh, think about how lucky you are. You tell them, shut up. Think about how many things you have. Shut up. You don't want to hear it. So what's the antidote? The first antidote, my friends, is matanot levyonim. You go give money to someone who's poorer than you. Poorer than you doesn't only mean in money. It might mean in something that they're missing or they're lacking. And the Gemara tells us, more than what a rich man does for a poor man, the rich man gives, the poor man gives the rich man. Why? Simple level of understanding You've given the poor man $2. What did he give you? He gave you a mitzvah. He gave you olam haba. It's not equal. He gave you more than you gave him. But a deeper understanding, my friends, 
You gave him two dollars. Do you know what he gives you? He gives you all of your money, all of your riches. He makes you realize by contemplation as you hand someone who's more disadvantaged than yourself. He just gave you a car and a house and a wife and healthy children, all the things that you have going for you. When you hand him that money, that comes with an unbelievable recognition. My friends, until a rich man realizes he is rich, there is no difference between a rich man and a poor man. They are both searching for their next dollar. They are the same. The difference begins when a rich person, however much he has, recognizes, appreciates, is filled with gratitude, with simcha, with stability, with minuchata nefesh from what he has. So the first thing that supports the top, the way I think about it is like a stool. The top of the stool is mikra megillah, an accurate read of your life. Oh, things are terrible. Are they? Look at what you have. You have so many beautiful things in your world, in your life. The Pasuk says, From my skin, I see God. There's many interpretations. But one interpretation I want to give you is, my friends, let's say you don't have anything. I've got 10 fingers, got 10 toes. I can walk, I can do, I can, I can work, I can talk, I can create relationships. Even if all I have, I'm naked, I'm homeless, but I have a body, I have the ability. Even if all I have is skin, there I see God as well. I see gratitude. I see a reason to thank Hashem. So the first antidote is to actually work with, help, give to Aniim. The second antidote, my friends, is Mishloach Manot Ish Lere'ehu. You know, when you're struggling through a problem and you can't see what the right thing to do is, at those moments, the most valuable resource in your life is a good friend. You go to this person and you say to your friend, this is what's going on, and they'll remind you. What are you talking about? Hopeless? What are you talking about? You're a loser. I know you from the time that you're young. I know what you're like. In moments where a person does not have an accurate read on his life, what does he need? He needs to reinforce his friendships. And those friendships are only or specifically with people that the friendship is real. My friends, I don't know if you ever wondered, how come when it's matanot levyonim, we say, give the ani? You have to give it to him. When it comes to mishlach manot, it doesn't say matanot manot ishlere'ehu. It says mishloach manot ishlere'ehu. Why is one giving to the ani and one sending to the friend? You know what the answer is? Because everybody's had this. Everybody's had this. You get to someone's house, someone comes to your house, they give you mishloach manot, and all of a sudden you realize with a panic that you do not have a mishloach manot for them. So you run inside the house, you start doing that thing, we all feel a little bit of shame, we start re-gifting. You're repackaging from your mishloach manot. You come back and you're like, here, as a special mishloach manot. You just made it for them. That's why matanot le'evyonim is directly to the person. You want a good friend. Mishloach Manot. If Mishloach Manot comes with an Uber, you feel no stress to give the guy Mishloach Manot. You just take it, you no problem. So therefore, the Megillah said, when it comes to Evyonim, we want you to interact with the person. 
We want you to feel how lucky, how special, how blessed you are. And you only feel that when you see with your own eyes. So engage in the process yourself. Volunteer at a soup kitchen. Help out with people, be a mentor, older brother, whatever the case might be. Mishlach Manot, second antidote, go to your friends. Have them help you see your life through the eyes of a close friend who really knows what you're going through. But my friends, the third antidote to finding an accurate read, a Mikra Megillah, is a Seuda. Because if contemplating those that have less than you doesn't help. And if your friend's coming to speak to you, doesn't help. You know what you need to notice? Mishte Seuda. Of all the mitzvot of Purim, Matanot is giving to people who have less than you. Mishloach Manot is giving to someone who has the same as you. But the Seuda is the only mitzvah of Purim where you take care of yourself. Where the mitzvah is for you to enjoy. Because my friends, if you cannot get an accurate read on your life, it is because you are not taking good enough care of yourself. Ensuring that you have downtime. The mother that thinks that she's a martyr, she's going to be there for the kids 24-7. She's not doing her children any favors because she never took a break, because she never did her nails, because she never had time to go shopping, she never had any girl time. She's not doing anyone any favors. You know what she just did? She just robbed her children of a mom that actually has any sort of patience, <laughs> any sort of equanimity, of equilibrium. Take care of yourself. These three things help support an accurate read on your life. And these keys have the capacity within them, the secret recipe of Purim, to allow us to go miyagon, even from situations of anguish, to simcha. I got a message only yesterday, my friends. I get messages every once in a while. And sometimes they come in, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's nice. And sometimes they literally bring me to tears. I'm going to share with you two, and then I'm going to let you go on your way. One was a message from a young man called Yehuda Welton. I asked a question a couple weeks ago in the class. No one has given me an answer. And a boy, I think he's 11 years old, he sent me in an answer. We said that the Nisi'im, the heads of the tribes, each gave one of the stones on the breastplate. There's 12. So each one gave one. I asked, okay, so there's two more on the shoulders. Which Nasi was the one that gave two stones? And I didn't find an answer to this question. Right? Because if each one gave one, 12, who gave the extra two? And he found this boy, 11-year-old boy, found the Dad Zekenim Tosafot, who says on the Pasuk, Avne Shoham, that the two stones were given as a collective by all the Nisim. They all chipped in together and they bought those stones. And I even think I have another proof to him. Because if there's two stones and they chipped in, six got bought one and six bought the other. If you look in the Seforno, he says that when they delivered their individual gifts in Parashat Naso, they came together, six gave one carriage with the ox and six gave another. So you see that when they pulled together, that's how they pulled together on the extra. So Hazaku Baruch number one to Yehuda Welton. The second person I want to say Hazaku Baruch to, I do not know her name. But she thanked us for breakfast in the class that we do here in the synagogue that many of you have sponsored before. She said, I want to thank you for, uh, I've been seeing your class in a time when I've needed a lot of pick-me-up. And it's meant so much to me and it's changed my life immeasurably. And then she sent me a picture that almost brought me to tears. She's sitting, lying in a bed 
and there's a pillow on her legs and her arm is out and there's an IV in her arm and she's sitting with someone in front of her there's a computer open and on the computer is breakfast in the class and she said we call it chemo in the class and she's listening to the shiur while she's getting the chemo infusion yeah any brought me to tears please she said never stop what you're doing for am israel this is what we all have a portion in when you come when you're having here breakfast in the class you stay for the class you sponsor the class it's an unbelievable thing my friends don't you feel lucky now that's an example of matanot le'evyonim. You suddenly contemplated someone that doesn't have it. And whatever your problems are, you're having breakfast in the class today. You ain't having chemo in the class. Do you understand? Mikra Megillah, that's an authentic, accurate read. No one is telling you to downplay your difficulties. That's not accurate. That's not honest. But we are telling you to see those difficulties in the context of a broader picture of a larger story that is heading in a specific and in a beautiful direction. I wish you all a magnificent Purim. Amen. I wish you all Be'ezrat Hashem, Be'ezrat Hashem. We look forward to seeing all of you pop in at some time for the Seuda today between four and I think an eight or something like that, downstairs. Be'ezrat Hashem for those of you that can. If you're in Brooklyn on March 22nd to pop in to say Mabruk for the wedding, for my daughter's wedding in the Palace Hall, we'd love to see you. Everyone should experience in their life, in their day, only berachot. And last, and last but not least, please repeat after me. I, I give, give a beracha for refuah shelema for Yaakov, Yisrael, Ben, Tamar, Malka. Give berachot today. Pray today. Don't waste the day. Whatever you need. Just as if a person opens their hand, you have to give. Borei Olam says, if you open your hand, I will give you.